actually recording now. Perfect. Uh, for those of you, well, this is not a video podcast, but I just did a fun little like countdown like you do when you're going live. Um, I don't know. what What is that? What is like a countdown? What do you do a countdown for? Um, you know, to let like on a newscast where yeah, like you let yeah. the, you let the, the anchor know like we're on live in five, four, and then you just do the three, two, one. The, the quiet. That's exactly right. what we did. I feel like that was straight from like Anchorman. Yeah. So, well, I'm sure they did it at one point in Anchorman. All right. Anyways. So, um, welcome back everybody. Um, Daniel, are you, are you frozen? Okay. I was like, is he still there? Anyways, welcome back to another episode of, uh, you said a best brother. It's been, uh, been a little bit of a break. Um, been, I think four weeks since my last podcast. So, um, coming on, uh, with friend of the pod, Danny D. Hey pal. There we go. Okay. (laughs) Something for the (laughs) listeners, you know, (laughs) something for the the people out there. Um, yeah, yeah, um, looking forward to, um, jumping in today. Um, today is currently December 2nd as we record this podcast. So, uh, as we get into December and the holiday season, we thought we would, uh, change our, uh, our trajectory, you know, and Dan and I have done a couple different horror podcasts. So going to be, uh, pivoting here a little bit and tackling, uh, tackling something a little bit different. So going to be talking some Die Hard, the 1998, cla- 1988, sorry, classic starring Bruce Willis. So looking forward to jumping into that one uh, and just tackling some really tough questions, you know, the, uh, mm-hmm. the really important ones. Mm-hmm. So, all right, let's, uh, let, let's just kick it off, kick it off. So um, Dan and I were chatting a little bit before um, I did, uh, I did a rewatch uh, last weekend, two weekends ago, just to kind of prep. Um, and Daniel, just a massive fan, didn't need to. So he just knows enough and is uh, prepped enough to, uh, to not need to do a rewatch. So, um, <laughs> well, I mean, let's not, let's not go too far. I mean, I have seen it many, many times, but let's okay. not, <laughs> let's not overstate my expertise here. <laughs> Okay, so I'm uh, just going to kind of talk about some highlights and some things that I noticed. So first off, uh, one of the one of the big takeaways from this movie, um, I think, is Alan Rickman and, and his career, right? You know, I think right. this is his first big role. And can we just talk about how cool, A, Alan Rickman is, but B, um, the bad guy, Hans Gruber. You know, he, mm-hmm. he carries around at one point when he's addressing all of the uh, the hostages, he like opens up a little black book and like talks to them like he's like presenting something to them. I'm like, this guy's not like a bad dude. And then <laughs> goes on and talks about like John Phillips suits is quoting like Alexander mm-hmm. the Great and all this kind of stuff. I'm mm-hmm. like, this is a very, uh, very different type of of movie villain. Yeah. Right. Thoughts on that? No, no, I, I, I agree with that. Um, and I think also because, but I think it works because he is who he is, but also you hadn't Mm -hmm. seen him in a lot before. So like if you take an actor like Bruce Willis, who's an action hero, and then you slotted him into some other role in a different type of movie, it may or may not work, you know, yeah. Depends just the audience doesn't see him that way, you know, but for him, it, he was able to kind of craft that persona of, um, being bad, but not like mm-hmm. outright villainous. Does that make any mm-hmm. sense? Yeah. You know? yeah and, yeah, and I, I think, 
He does well. In anybody else's hands, the villain named Hans Gruber would have been very bad, I think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think. Yes. I, yes. I'm not intimidated by Hans Gruber, the, the name alone. <laughs> Hans, the, no. The Gruber, in, uh... no. Hans Gruber together, even less so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he's the eighties principal in the knockoff version of Ferris Bueller's Day Off. So correct, but I think that, yeah, I think you're right. Mm-hmm. Um, just from a general film standpoint, I thought you know I think this is a great movie, undeniably, right? Um, mm-hmm. I, I forgot how quickly this movie just takes off. Like in the first twenty minutes. We're jumping in the action. You know, it's not slow. Like, you know, we, we go right into learning, like, the backstory of some of the different characters, learning more about John McClane and his kind of uh, just, uh, I guess, complicated family life. Um, mm-hmm. And, it, it, like, one minute he's sitting in his, well, I guess his wife, he calls her his wife. So we're going to go with that. Um, right, his wife's right, right. office or bathroom. And then he's running away because people are dying. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. like literally in 20 minutes, just taken off. And I, I think that really sets the the tone for the whole movie, just as far as like a great pacing and, um, and just really kind of taken, like it, it grips you from the beginning, you know? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Love that. I love that. Anytime a movie can do that, I think is is valuable. I know that movies can lose people. And I think over time, like movies have, have changed a little bit. Like one of my other buddies, he can't go back and well, he can cause we make him, but he struggles with going back to watch some of those old movies because of the pacing. Like mm-hmm. Indi- he was watching Indiana Jones a few months ago, kind of prepping for the, for the newer one. And uh, that was one of his big gripes is like, you know, just the pacing was kind of, kind of slow, but if you grew up with it and that's something that you like watched growing up, I think, I think it's perfect. But anyways, that was kind of a tangent, but I think this movie does a great job of kind of just getting you, getting you right in. So couple of the little things, I just thought that, you know, little things that I noticed um, smoking in airports, is fine <laughs> in 1988. Oh, absolutely. As well as <laughs> smoking on planes was also fine. Also fine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it definitely was. Um, also guns, totally fine in airplanes. Absolutely. Why are there balloons on my screen? Did you just, do I don't that? know. No, I didn't, I'm not doing anything. <laughs> what the heck? <laughs> Some sort oh, of this is fun. <laughs> Magic. <I> did that. <laughs> um yeah so guns on airplanes i think uh you know that's i I think this movie does a good job of kind of setting the the time well right Mm -hmm. you know with both of those things going on also one other small thing i love that um the asshole reporter um actor william atherton was also an asshole in the movie ghostbusters was one of my favorite um favorite halloween movies yeah uh, yeah speaking of getting typecast right I know, right? Exactly, exactly. I was like, hmm, this guy is the same person over and over and over again. So, those are just a couple, a couple little things. We'll go in a little bit more um, as we uh, as we go into some other questions and everything. But um, any other, like, just very general things that uh, that you have to say about the movie and the film before we jump in? No, but okay. You know how, like, after you take a shower, this is not Die Hard related. I have a point, but you know how when you take a shower. Michael, yeah, and it's it's too it's too hot, you know, and you get like it's fine in there. You're like, oh, this is a great shower, but you can't cool off afterwards. 
Yeah. Like, I feel like I need another shower. That's happening currently. <laughs> I took one right before we did this and I got dressed and I feel like I'm sweating. I feel like I'll need another shower when I'm done. Which we're all thankful you got dressed. Well, mostly me. Cause again, it's not a video podcast, but yeah. yeah, yeah. Right. But, well, um, eight minutes in. So <laughs> got a few more minutes before you can do that, but thanks for sharing, buddy. I appreciate it. Yeah. I just thought you and you and your audience would like to know a day in the life the of listeners. the new guests. Yeah, there yeah. There we go. Yeah, 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 yeah. What else did you do today? Yeah, well, not much. Napped. So there's my my after the shower that made me more sweaty. My day gets less eventful. So you may know I don't. I don't want to bore you. All with right, that. we'll jump back into Die Hard. We'll go back. We'll go back. All right. Um, so going to kind of some like best of here uh, favorite things. So um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Going right off the top, best one liner. From this movie, mm. that okay. Then let me let me let me you go first, and I will sort them out in okay. my mind because I also have a lot, but you know I can't say them all. Right, of course but, not. So go ahead. I think some of mine have been uh, ingrained because John McClane was introduced as a DLC character in black ops cold war a couple years oh, ago. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. they just, I, some of these, I was just like, yeah, I remember either killing people to this or getting destroyed. So um, welcome to the party pal is a, is a great one. Mm-hmm. Uh, come out to the coast. We'll get together, have a few laughs. <laughs> That's oh that was, man, that's a good one. <laughs> that was my best inter- in, uh, impersonation right there. Mm-hmm. Um, drop it, dickhead! It's the police. <laughs> <laughs> Just like these are funny by themselves, mm-hmm. right? Yeah, no, I um, agree. <laughs> Just like Saigon, a slick. I was in junior high, dickhead. <laughs> Those are the two <laughs> FBI agents in the helicopter. Just in a very serious moment in the movie. And they're just like, just this time gone. Nope. Nope. I was a junior high. I, I love yeah. it. I love it. Yeah. Um, and I mean, we're talking about Die Hard. So this probably goes without saying that there's going to be some uh, more adult language here. So right. I just want to, just in case. Um, but Yippie Kaye, motherfucker, was, uh, was up there too. I, mean, I love when Hans Gruber yeah. says it personally. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then he refers to him as, as Mr. John Wayne. And he's like, I prefer Roy. Was it Roy Rogers? I think so. Yeah. 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 I didn't write that one down, but yes, 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 yes. That one's up there yeah. too. Those are good. Those there's are good. honestly so many, like there's so. just so many, like kind of one-offs, like I can't, I didn't write this one down, but the moment where the, where the bad guys are like initially going into Nakatomi Plaza and, um, the, I mean, it is the, the black guy who's kind of like the, the guy who is breaking into the, the safe. He's talking about the Celtics game and he's just like very nonchalantly talking about like, Oh, it goes into worthy. And then the other guy comes in and just shoots mm-hmm. the security officer in the head. I was like, man. Yeah. So, all right. Got any of this stick out? What are you thinking? Um, some of them is it's totally this one. I don't know why it's totally irrelevant. The character himself is totally irrelevant. 
But mm-hmm. when when Holly's coworker goes in there to try to negotiate, I guess, with Hans, I guess for himself, really. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what could you possibly do for me? And he goes, Hans, Bubby, I'm your white knight. Your white knight. <laughs> I'm your white knight. <laughs> and uh, it's, yeah. it's, what he has is useless. What he, the information he's had, other yes. than other than he, I guess he knows who he is, but right, um, right, right. Another good one Ellis is is an idiot. I just want to throw that out there. That character is just dumb. Yeah, he mm-hmm. totally misplays everything. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know how he became this top salesman in this company, but mm-hmm. I like. Um, now I know what a TV dinner feels like. As he's crawling through the vents. That's another good one. Um, I have some with language. I'm trying to save them. I think after after the employees are asking about the boss, Mr. Takagi. Mm-hmm. Oh, I apologize. I'm sorry. He won't be joining us for the rest of his life. <laughs> <laughs> that's such like, a good line to me. It is. It's great. It's great. Ah, uh-huh. Man. I... So if you had to settle on one, or you you got a couple more? No, I mean I could I could go on. I mean literally I have just like an entire list of one liners written out. There, I mean there there's so many. Yeah. There's so many. I think mm-hmm. I think the best one in in my book, and this one is kind of I don't know. I hadn't decided before, mm-hmm. like right now um but uh, i think the the one that said um come out to the coast we'll get together have a few laughs like i just think that one i think that's really good and mm-hmm. um i was watching i had not caught up on the most recent season of rick and morty uh, but they do a whole episode where uh it's like they're doing a die hard and they they parody that line and i'm like yeah that's probably it like mm-hmm. some great ones in here, but I, I like that one. So I think my favorite, if I had to pick, um, is let's see. And I don't know, you may not consider it a one liner, mm-hmm. but it's when the elevator comes down and opens and one of the henchmen has the Santa hat on. Um, and he has written on mm-hmm. his chest. Now I have a machine gun. Ho, ho, ho. That to me is is a great. That's a great one. You cut out there in mine. What'd you say for Man. the listeners and for me? Man, you did that to me earlier. But um, no, I, I know it's not like a line per se. But when when he sends the elevator down and the henchman has the Santa hat on, and he says, "Now I have a machine gun." Ho ho ho. That's good stuff. I th- I think it's I think it's even better when uh when Han says it back and he's like ho 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 <laughs> Yeah <laughs> ho, saying ho, it back. Ho. Mm-hmm. That is a good uh, uh, I love that part. <clears throat> anyways, all right. So best one liner, move on. Um so most badass moment. So this is a movie called Die Hard, so there's a mm-hmm. lot of a lot of badass moments in, in this whole movie. What uh what do you think is like kind of just wanna the most most cool just like really stands out to you i don't know that it's cool but it, it just reminds you of how badass john mcclain actually is you know when he's he's picking glass out of his feet yes you know yeah like he does a lot of ridiculous stuff in this movie but for some reason him just sitting there picking casually picking the glass out of his mm-hmm. feet you know it's like oh my gosh 
Mm-hmm. You're yeah, you're insane, man. But like in a good yeah. way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Wouldn't want to be a in that moment, but. And I love that little detail too, because like it, you don't think much of it when he's trying to like get the shoes off of the first guy that he kills, you know. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. then it actually like later on actually is something that they come back to and revisit because they shoot the glass, you know. Mm-hmm. I just think it's kind of cool. Some great details there. Um, mm-hmm. One of my favorites is uh, is when he he takes the machine he's crawling through the elevator shafts right and he has mm-hmm. to take the machine gun and like i don't know if he does like the attachments to it or what but he's kind of like spreads it out mm-hmm. puts the machine gun in the shaft like in the in the doorway there right mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and then repels down the elevator shaft using that machine gun like that I don't know if it's as intense as like picking glass out of your feet, but like, that's just, okay. Like that's pretty balls. Right. You know, right. Just being like, mm-hmm. I'm going to trust my life with this, with this machine gun to kind of brace, mm-hmm. uh, to brace my descent. So, um, one of my, one of my favorite moments for sure. Um, another one is for me is when he's up, you know, he's, he's basically begging everybody down below, to believe him. Like there's something really bad going on here and nobody, mm-hmm. nobody seems to like, that's leading to another one liner too, where he's, he's on the nine one one operator and she's warning him, you know, this is a, this is an emergency line. He's like, you sound like I'm ordering a pizza, <laughs> you know, but, um, yeah. but then eventually yeah. he just throws that dead body out of the mm-hmm. window, you know, to get everybody's attention and it lands down there on the cop car. And he's like, that's when he's like, welcome to the party, pal, the pal and all the cops down there. And it's like, that's, mm-hmm. that's a great way to, to get them involved. Yes. 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 Mm-hmm. So that's a, that's quite a statement right there. For mm-hmm. sure. Yeah. Yep. 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 Oh man. This movie's so good. So much fun. So, um, I don't know if it's really, I don't know if we can really settle on a most badass moment, but I, I, I think it's just, it's a great movie mm-hmm. and there's a lot of them all throughout. So, um, but this one, so if you could replace one actor, actress in this movie with any actor, or actress in history, who would you choose and why? And if you don't have one, I can go first. Um, I have I to also, to go. the last thing is that I need to say is that the helicopter the bu- the building blowing up at the top at the end is also pretty cool, you know, when he's tied off with the fire hose and everything. So just had to make sure people didn't know that we forgot about that one. And I need you to go of first course. on the actors because I need to Okay. I need to formulate that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, cool, cool. Um so Hopping right in. So I I like this character a lot. Let me start with that. And I think that this actor did a really good job. But I still think it would be fun to replace him. So uh, the actor or the the role that I would like to replace is Argyle. Um, And the actor is Devereaux White. But I think I would replace him with Chris Rock, which is not really like a... uh, it's not groundbreaking or a hot take or anything like that. Cause I, I looked into like mm-hmm. the timeline, it would have worked out perfectly. Like I think, uh, 
I, I, I mm-hmm. hope I'm pronouncing it correctly, but Devereaux, but he does a really good job. You know, Argyle's not a big character in the movie. He's definitely a minor character, but delivers some good one-liners and just kind of um, is a fun, you know, some comedic relief throughout. <laughs> if this is what Christmas is like, I can't wait for New Year's. <laughs> You just have the one-liners up there on your computer screen. I'm no, I'm well. No, I did. I have them written down now. So now I'm just like I've got a battery of one-liners ready to go. Pew, pew, pew. For any moment right. you, you come up with. <clears throat> so, um, but yeah, so Chris Rock, uh, he was he had done in 1987. He was in Beverly Hills Cop 2 as a minor character, mm-hmm. but didn't really jump into SNL until 1990. So mm-hmm. like 90s through 93 was his big, big run on SNL. So he kind of, I think, would have fit in pretty well. It's like if Devereaux White had gone into SNL and done all these other things, like maybe he would have been Chris Rock, but mm-hmm. he wasn't. So I just think Chris Rock would have been a, a cool add to the movie. I don't know how much real he would have like added to the film itself but going back mm-hmm. and revisiting it i think it would be cool to kind of see like hey chris rock was in this movie and he was and he was hilarious so mm-hmm. that's what i got yeah okay um this was tough this was a very tough one for me um but i didn't want to replace any minor characters and i didn't want to replace hans gruber so that leaves me with john but I have some good options here. First, my mm-hmm. first mental choice was Clint Eastwood. Okay. As John McClane. I just feel okay. like, one, that's a totally different vibe, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I decided he, as an actor, I don't think matches the tone of the rest of the movie. Because there's some pretty funny, there's some pretty funny parts in there. And mm-hmm. he doesn't scream comedy action. So I think I'd go with either Kurt Russell. Okay. Or even Denzel Washington as John McClane. Okay. <laughs> or my, my two picks for, um, <clears throat> for replacing. I, I, and I, I thought about trying to think of somebody else who like, who could replace Bruce Willis and, mm-hmm. I, I definitely, I think there's a long list of guys who mm-hmm. probably could have, right? And I think both right. of those were good options. I think in my mind, I really struggled with doing so, though, because this one kind of, like, launched Bruce Willis's career. So I'm like, right. if I replace him and pull him out of this movie, like, what does he do eventually? So, but no, I'm right. right. I, I think you're right. I think both of those guys would have been been great. Mm-hmm. And I think, you know, with his, his added, his character, Kurt Russell's character in, like, the thing is McCready mm-hmm. in big trouble in little China. Um, mm-hmm. I think he's, those are both, I mean, he's not funny in the thing, but he has some sarcastic kind of deadpan one-liners that are funny. Mm-hmm. Big trouble in little China is a little funnier, but it's, um, he can be the action and provide some levity. And whereas I think Clint Eastwood, my original choice was just sort of, you know, dirty Harry's dirty Harry. You're not going to get yeah. much. <laughs> I can make right. that much right. levity there. So no, and I actually in looking at it, I kind of like the Kurt Russell pick too. Again, I'm gonna stick with uh I, I'm gonna keep right. uh, I'm gonna keep Bruce where he is, but Kurt would have been cool too, because if you like 
Tombstone, which came out just five years after this movie, was fantastic. And I think you're talking about some of those one-liners and everything. Like, he he was a really interesting character in that movie, mm-hmm. right? You know, he mm-hmm. um, he kind of delivered and was a was a good character. So, mm-hmm. yeah. All right, awesome. So those are all the uh, those are all kind of the minor questions that that I had. So anything else that that you had on your mind that you wanted to visit before we hop into the, I think the meat and the biggest question that we have to answer. Uh, No, but I I have stopped sweating for everybody that was still wondering (laughs) how that was going. Well, I started. So if anybody was wondering, like that's where I'm at. Um, All right. So as we, uh, as we hop into this last little bit here, uh, I already kind of mentioned, you know, we're going going into December. um, People are trying to watch, uh, you know, a different type of movie. AKA Christmas movies. So this is a, a hotly debated topic and a, and a question that comes up every year in a lot of different, uh, different chats and stuff that I'm in. So is Die Hard a Christmas movie? And that is something that we're going to, we're going to visit right here and hopefully come to a uh, definitive conclusion. So um, Dan, I'll let you, uh, I'll let you take it off here with kind of, uh, let, let's you know because again mm-hmm. we we didn't chat too much about this you know the audience but um we did want to make we wanted to make it fair you know so we're gonna try to visit both sides but i think i'm gonna let's start with why it is first maybe save some of the uh the definitive bangers for 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 the end okay. we can go back and forth so you want me to talk about why i think it is first yes sir yep Okay, I think a I think a reason that often gets overlooked is that his wife's name is Holly. Oh, I don't okay. feel like that's any coincidence, in my <clears throat> opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you froze a little bit. Do you need me to keep going, or do you want yeah, to just good. do like a point you're at good. a time? Yeah, here? for all the listeners, we've been lagging a little bit. So if any of this. Uh audio comes out weird like you know blame it on daniel yeah that's fine i i can take it <laughs> just kidding right? just kidding all right yeah yeah, yeah. I, so, no, i got that um, Her, his wife's name is holly mm-hmm. correct um there's a lot of christmas music in it mm-hmm. there is a lot of christmas music in it christmas and hollis banger a banger freaking banger right? dude mm-hmm. at the end um, it takes place at a Christmas party. Mm-hmm. Um, the cop that played Sergeant Powell is in mm-hmm. several other Christmas themed movies. So I think you could argue that he just likes starring in Christmas movies and picked Die Hard because it's a Christmas movie. Did he really star in other Christmas movies? Yeah, he's got like four or five other Christmas movies. Uh, I only knew him from Family Matters. Talking about uh, Carl Winslow, right? Yeah, Sergeant nice. Powell, Al oh, Powell. He's Carl. He's Winslow the Powell that got. He's he's got. He's the Powell that got welcomed to the party, if you will. <laughs> Welcome to the party, Powell. <laughs> I can't. I think it's mainly from Black Ops, from Call of Duty. Yeah, <laughs> I yo, just yeah, remember sure. you and I playing together, and it was always like, "Welcome to the party, Powell." Party, Powell. And then we just said it. We still say it. We, oh, we're yeah. like two games later. We're still saying it. Oh, absolutely. <clears throat> I say it in the new Call of Duty, and he's not even in mm-hmm. that one. Mm-hmm. 
Anyways. Um, I think the screenwriter, I think, D'Souza, Patrick D'Souza, I think is his name. Mm-hmm. I think he just said it. Yeah, like this, I made this as a Christmas movie. And I mean, maybe not I made this as, but he believes that it is. You know? I'm going to agree with you. Because I didn't hear what you said, so. Yeah. Well, of technical difficulties, that's okay. We're having a good time. Um, but I think, I know you're talking about D'Souza. I'm assuming you talked about how he was comparing it to some other stuff. Other Christmas. I don't films. remember if he was doing it or not, but I know that he flat out responded to somebody on X, formerly known as Twitter, that asked him the question. And he said, yeah, it's a Christmas movie. All right, that was a little quick break there. Um, again, we're having a couple technical difficulties this episode, so I appreciate you guys and uh, tuning in still. And uh, Daniel, why don't you uh, kick us right back off kind of talking about why Die Hard is a Christmas movie. I think, um, I don't remember if he said this or if somebody else did, but there's been multiple well-thought-out arguments for um, comparing it to movies like It's a Wonderful Life. Um, and what was the one you mentioned earlier? Um, I thought he was what also was talking about White Christmas, too. Could have, could be, could be. Um, <clears throat> but somebody brought up the point on, you know, X, formerly known as Twitter, that they felt. <laughs> Die Hard was a Christmas movie, and he responded and said it is. So, yeah, I think, I think the guy that wrote I, the movie I, yeah, says I, I so. Think we got a um, default to like him, right? Sorry, balance. I'm trying to look it up a little bit as well. Da, 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 da. Uh, I can't find it. Oh, I did find it. On I love. Just side note here, even today on ESPN or other news outlets, they're quoting. Twitter and they say X formerly known as Twitter. Like even today, even today, it's like, it's been, it's been X for how long? Five, six months. It's like, I almost didn't even want to throw that caveat in. I just still want to say Twitter just out of spite, but (laughs) big middle finger to uh, our guy Elon. Um, So yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, I think there's a lot of things in here, right. That we can talk about and some things I kind of want to save till later as well. But um, one question I think, you know, that when trying to tackle this question is like, what, what defines a Christmas movie? Right. And some of the big Mm -hmm. things that, um, that I think I want to start with are, you know, is Christmas an important part of the plot? Right. You know, Mm -hmm. um, you kind of touched on a couple of these, like a lot of this happens at, at a Christmas party, you know, John McClane Mm -hmm. is coming, he's coming home to, or not home because he's from New York, but he's going to Mm -hmm. California to see his family for Christmas. Right. Traveling for Christmas. He would not have been there if not for the Christmas holiday. Right. Um, I think, um, you know, there there's so many different references you talked about the music a little bit but also there's christmas trees all around there's um, like there's a lot of men it's not like it's just happening you know like a lot of the actors and characters actually mention christmas by name um that it's something that's actually going on and happening not just something that's going on in the background um Mm -hmm. 
now and this I'm going to pivot a little bit here um, because I think just to I know one of the main points um, from from the, the from the other side counter argument is mm-hmm. that Die Hard could have happened at any point, right? So you know I say like that. Um, you know, that Christmas was mm-hmm. an important part, but Die Hard could have happened in, it could have happened in, in July, right? And it mm-hmm. could have been the exact same story, right? But mm-hmm. um, I I would counter argument, and this is, I might get canceled for this. I don't know. A lot of people are not going to like this one too much, but I, I want to look at a movie that a lot of us most, all, pretty much all would consider to be a Christmas movie in uh, Home Alone. Right. If we look at mm-hmm. Home Alone and look at the premise with Home Alone, mm-hmm. Home Alone could have happened. It, it happened at Christmas. Right. You know, that's an right. important part of the plot. The family's going on a Christmas vacation. The sticky mm-hmm. bandits are robbing and doing what they do around Christmas, taking advantage of the Christmas holiday and the Christmas time. Right. Christmas season. Um, but that very easily could have happened at spring break. You know, where like the people abandoned, they were going on vacation. They left their kid, Kevin McCarthy, MacArthur, Mm -hmm. McCarthy. I can't remember McCarthy. Yeah. Isn't this like your Uh, favorite one? No, no, I'm not my favorite. No, 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 no. Um, At home by himself. Right. You know, this could happen at any time frame, but I don't think anybody in their right mind would say that Home Alone is not a Christmas movie. Right. You know, because. Yeah, I think I've heard that one. That one's been used before. I've people I've talked to about it use that one too, um, and I and I agree. But if <clears throat> I think that's a pretty weak one, I get it. Mm-hmm. And in and in a sense, they're right. You know, I mean, it very easily could have happened in July. Um, mm-hmm. But if you use that logic, pretty much any movie Christmas themed could happen at any time of the year. Yeah, you could just yeah. plug any event, any other holiday in. You know. And be like, right. this person was traveling for Easter, Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. New yeah. Year's. Um, right. You could Every just, single Hallmark movie could have been around. You could just replace that Valentine's with, you could Day. even do like Halloween, you know, anything, you know, yeah. it doesn't matter. You just have to right. find an excuse for the characters to be where they're at, you know? Right. And a part of right. a lot of Christmas movies is, oh, these two who have not talked to each other in a very long time are suddenly home because it's Christmas, mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, that's yep. what happens in this movie. John and Holly get together. They haven't talked in a really long time. Their relationship's a little strained, and they get together, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, a hundred percent. And if that's, so, that's that's all you need, it could be something as simple as, like you said, spring break. Yeah, yeah, spring break. Mm-hmm. Anyways, I agree. Um, a, a couple other points from uh, from why Die Hard is not a Christmas movie and just some things that I've, I've written down. Um, first and foremost, it's an action movie. And I'll, I'll give I'll give that it is an mm-hmm. action movie, you know, mm-hmm. and um, violence thrills throughout. Um, mm-hmm. Twenty three people die in this movie. Um, mm-hmm. We already mentioned that, you know smoking in airports doing mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff <laughs> like, you know, some very adult uh, adult themes here. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, mentioned Christmas as a backdrop, you know, is, is Christmas important to the plot? I think we already kind of hashed that one out in my yeah. opinion. Uh, right. Do you have something else? You I mean, the things that? in the movie, important things in the movie wouldn't be happening if it wasn't Christmas. Yep. So. Yep. 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 Um, the movie was released in July. 
which mm-hmm. is not a typical like holiday Christmas um, Christmas vibe. Um, mm-hmm. And those are uh, those are the big ones that I wrote down. Um, and I honestly was trying to like do some research into mm-hmm. why it was not. Do you, you have any other? Um, can you find anything else? Um, yeah, I mean, there's some. It's like the big one is just it's it is an action movie, you know, mm-hmm. like that is its primary driving force. Mm-hmm. It's there's a lot of violence. There's a lot of language. Um, and I do, I do see to an extent the argument that like taking place at Christmas alone does not necessarily classify it as a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. Right. <clears throat> So I can, I can see that. Um, others. Oh gosh, I wrote it down. Um, I'll think of some, you can go if you no, have you're more. good. I don't have anything else. Honestly, I was going to go back to the flip side. Cause I think there's some pretty, uh, pretty big arguments. Oh, Oh, the big one, the big one I had is, is Bruce Willis said he didn't feel like it was. Yeah. Well, I was going to say something inappropriate and I decided not to. (laughs) um, Very insensitive and I'm not going to, I'm holding back. Um, Yeah, no, you're right. And that's a, that's a big thing, Mm -hmm. but I mean, he's an actor, you know, the people who made the movie, in my opinion, I, I'm, I am not coming in here very unbiased. I very much agree that it is a Christmas movie. So anything that is said, I'm going to be like, no, you're wrong. Mm -hmm. But Mm -hmm. anyways, um, so kind of back on the flip side, I know we kind of talked about it a little bit, but, uh, just by the numbers, just want to throw out, um, Christmas themes and mentions. So, um, there are 14 uses of the word Christmas, um, seven Christmas carols throughout the movie, 12, if you count Ode to Joy, which they sing five different times mm-hmm. in five different ways. Um, there's 19 Christmas trees plus several Santas, um, over 2.4 million people watched this movie during the Christmas time period Mm -hmm. and 1.3 million people watched this on Christmas day. And I don't have data and numbers to compare that to like my family always watches, uh, a Christmas story, you know, it's Mm -hmm. on repeat on TBS Mm -hmm. every year, but I know like last year, my I made damn sure to watch this with me and with, uh, with my dad and my brother-in-law, right. You know, Die Hard was, was right there on the docket as well. Uh So, um, I think all in all, and I think, Oh, what makes this a Christmas movie to me. And I think why it is to some people and why it isn't to others. Right. Is, um, you know, I, I think a lot of the Christmas movies are about, um, which I just want to say, I think most Christmas movies are not very good they make us feel good and they make <laughs> us feel happy. But from right. like from a movie, like I'm going to comment, I'm a amateur movie critic. I don't get paid to do mm-hmm. it, but I critique everything I watch. Right. Um, mm-hmm. They're, they're not very well made. Um, just not great. Um, mm-hmm. But they do make you feel good. Right. You know, a lot of the themes yeah. are kind of like about, um, you know, goodwill towards men, um, you know, some type of redeeming, like, all right, for my family or uh, you kind of touched on like reuniting, like, you know, mm-hmm. for, it's doing something for the greater good. And I think <clears throat> this movie has all of those things. Right. You know, it right. kind of 
twisted throughout all of those, uh, you know, F bombs and people dying in machine guns. Like, mm-hmm. you know, it's John McClane trying to get back to his, uh, get, get back to his, his, his family and to reunite with his right. wife and protect the people that he cares about, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think, uh, you know, I don't, I don't think we can gloss over, gloss over that. So, right. um, and I think, you know, for everybody, right. It's like, if, if you watch this movie at Christmas time, cause I'm not going to lie. I used to be a hater on the other side. I remember the first time somebody told me that this was a Christmas movie. I was like, no, it's not. You're wrong. And he, right. Because, like, and because you, you love Christmas. Yeah. Right. I do. And like, yeah, you like yeah. you, you would let nothing, you as a Christmas lover would let nothing sully this holiday for you. So the fact exactly. for me, the fact that you, a Christmas lover, would approve of and and kind of stamp this movie as as Christmas approved to me mm-hmm. is says a lot. Like as somebody who also likes movies and 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 things like that, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I and you know when I was having that conversation with with uh, my buddy, he was like, "Me and my dad watch it every Christmas," and I was like, "Well, dang." I guess, uh, I guess it is a Christmas movie then. Right. You know, Mm -hmm. because it's going to be different for everybody. You know, I, I wholeheartedly agree and will fight that this is a Christmas movie. Um, but I understand that if it's not something that you grew, you grew up with. And if you, the extent of your Christmas movie knowledge was Hallmark movies and lifetime movies, then you're probably not going to like this one. And this is probably not a Christmas movie for you. (laughs) This is not one you're going to approve of. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So any other thoughts, any other, uh, slam dunks or final, uh, final things on that? I wouldn't, I wouldn't even say slam dunk, but I, I think at the end of the day, the, the biggest thing for me is that it, it, and I mean, this is a lot of, this is obviously opinion based, but if you take away the violence, if you take mm-hmm. away, you know, the, the terrorists, if you take away the guns and all that stuff, what what is the general what is the skeleton of the plot mm-hmm. to die hard and it is a man living across the country from his wife and child flying mm-hmm. out to visit them for christmas mm-hmm. ends up reconciling with his wife mm-hmm. the movie has a happy ending mm-hmm. you know and then in other movies, you get to see him reconcile to a certain extent with his children, which he wouldn't have if he hadn't have tried it this first time. Right. Um, you know, and I think that's what you get in any other Christmas movie. A lot of mm-hmm. times it's people who either are reconciling with one another, people who haven't seen each other in a while, you know, running into each other. Um, it's that to me the general plot is like people trying to reconcile with things they may regret, you know, and leading into new years, I think too, is, is a big, you know, it's a way to kind of reset and get things right before new year comes around. Yeah. A hundred percent. So. And that's kind of what I was trying to say. I think you articulated it better, but. Yeah. And I mean, at the end of the day too, it just depends. I think you can you can be fine saying it's not a Christmas movie. Mm-hmm. I think you can be okay saying it is a Christmas movie. And that's the one thing that I personally love about movies and art mm-hmm. in general 
is is the ability of different people to interpret the same thing different ways mm-hmm. based on the way they were either raised or the way they think and things like that. Like even mm-hmm. for somebody who likes horror movies like Black Christmas, mm-hmm. you know, that's could go either way. But I don't watch it at Halloween. I watch that at Christmas. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot mm-hmm. of people who are like, well, that's a slasher. You watch it at Halloween. Um, whatever. It doesn't matter to me. You know, if you yeah. feel like if your family has the tradition of watching, I don't know, uh, some beach movie at Christmas, don't let anybody tell you that's not a Christmas movie. You know, <laughs> don't let if, if that's what you and your family like and enjoy doing, if that's what you want to do at Christmas, then go ahead and do yeah. it. Cause that's what it's really all about. If is, is getting together with people, talking mm-hmm. about things, being with loved ones and family members. And if Die Hard does that for you, watch Die Hard. Mm-hmm. You know, if Miracle on 34th Street does that for you, dust that VHS tape off and put it in. Yes, sir. Yeah. No, I agree. I agree. I think you said it well there for sure. Yeah. In the end, it's uh, it's uh, it's about who you're with and how you enjoy spending your time. So, but Die Hard is a Christmas movie. Anyways, uh, moving on. <laughs> Uh, just in closing, I uh, just want to thank uh, Danny D. Thank you for uh, thank you for being on again, my friend. I appreciate uh, appreciate your time. Absolutely, I will take any and all opportunities to talk about movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you will. I know we're going to get you back on uh, back on that writing uh, writing grind here soon. I know, so. I know. And I think I think I actually have an article written, two articles written about non traditional Christmas movies. Um, I think one didn't get published. I still wrote it. I was, <laughs> that's when I first started writing for Collider and I didn't understand mm-hmm. the pitch process. And I mm-hmm. thought an article had gotten, I wrote the whole article only to go back and submit it and realize the pitch got denied because literally everybody was like, Oh, 10 Christmas movies you wouldn't normally watch. And I wrote the whole article. So if anybody wants non-traditional Christmas movie ideas, I have an unpublished collider article you can read. For some you know, you, sh- you could do is you could, uh, you could solicit that you could sell that, um, unpublished work mm-hmm. of art for, uh, um, for a fee, you know, right. Yeah, Maybe I'll just resubmit it and change the wording. I don't know. You can also do but... that. <laughs> Go under an alias. I don't know. Mm-hmm. All right, dude. But yeah, thanks for being on. Um, all my listeners, I appreciate you guys. I had a couple different friends this last year um, as Spotify wrapped has come out. Uh, just send me some different stuff um, like, oh, yeah, you're in my top five, all that kind of good stuff. And I, I really do appreciate that. I appreciate all of uh, all of you guys who have uh, tuned in over the last, what, almost seven months now. been doing some podcasts. So, uh, yeah, appreciate y'all tuning in. I love any and all feedback. Uh, again, this, this one may be a little choppier than others, and I'm not sure why. Um, I don't know. Internet's weird that way sometimes. So, but appreciate you guys being here. Um, Danny D, thank you again, sir. And until next time. Peace.